Hi, and welcome to the Writing and Marketing Show brought to you by author Wendy H. Jones. This show does exactly what it says on the tin. It's jam-packed with interviews, advice, hints, tips and news to help you with the business of writing. It's all wrapped up in one lively podcast, so it's time to get on with the show. And welcome to episode 160 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author, entrepreneur, Wendy H. Jones. It's a pleasure to have you with me here, as always. Uh, So what have I been up to? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about today. First, we're going to be talking about public speaking for writers. And this is something that I presented on at a conference when I was in the States. And it's something that's very dear to my heart because I love presenting and doing public speaking. So I thought it would be helpful to others as well. Um, So what have I been up to? Well, today I was at the Westerwood Hotel uh, and Golf Resort and Spa uh, in Scotland and we were talking about the Scottish Association of Writers Conference and we were also having a separate meeting totally about um, uh, other things that we're going to be doing and we'll be using the hotel, but that's in a, a different business. I'll tell you about that. Um, in the future. So I spent the whole day at the hotel today and that was lovely. It's a beautiful hotel. It's a five-star hotel. So it was nice. We had a spot of lunch there and spoke to the events manager about various things that will be coming up. More to be to come soon. Um, So I've also been writing. I've been editing. I'm getting ready to go to Israel. It's been action-packed, really. Very, very busy. But as always, I enjoy it. Um, So really and truly, it's not a lot for me to tell you, um, uh, you know, about my writing life uh, because things are just ticking along and that's great. That's what we like. And so before we get on with the show, I would like to say it's a pleasure to bring you this every week. I do so willingly and I enjoy doing it. However, it does take time out of my writing. If you would like to support that time, you can do so by going to patreon.com and supporting me for just $3 a month, which is the price of a tea or coffee per month. And it would mean you enjoy the show and want me to continue. And I would be eternally grateful because, as they say, every little helps. That's, I bet I'm probably getting into trouble from Tesco's supermarket for saying that because that's their uh, slogan, but every little does help. Um, and I would be grateful because it all adds up. And as I say, it means that you like the show. So what about public speaking for writers? Now, I know we did this. I interviewed somebody about this uh, previously, but it is something that's dear to my heart at the moment. So I thought I would share with you um, because I enjoy public speaking and it would appear that uh, my audience loves uh hearing me because they seem to enjoy it and they tell me they enjoy it. So that's uh, always good. So I thought I'd share my experiences with you. So what about public speaking? Well, as I say, in today's episode, I'm going to give hints and tips that won't only help you to become an effective public speaker, but also help you to raise your game if you're already a public speaker, because that's important. We always want to learn and grow, and I always want to learn and grow as well. Um, And as I say, I very much enjoy uh, doing it, but I still want to be able to learn from others and grow in my craft, as always. Um, You may be wondering why you would want to worry about at all about public speaking at all 
But if you are confident and engaging in presentation, then you're more likely to be invited to speak at conferences, not only nationally, but internationally. I've been very fortunate that I've got to speak um, to groups uh, physically in the States, in our, uh, Dublin, in Ireland, um, all over the United Kingdom, all over the United States. Uh, I've been really fortunate, but I've also spoke to groups in Canada um, and in various other places uh, throughout the world um, via Zoom. So it's it's a good uh, skill to have as a writer. It, so to add it to your portfolio, because many of them are paid engagements and the networking opportunities are endless. So it really is worth looking at public speaking. And as I say, it's worth adding this to your writing and publishing portfolio, especially if you get paid engagements. But you will also be able to sell books when you go to all these events as well. So people are hearing about your books at the same time. So it really is worth um, thinking about it. So my first tip is smile. And Yes, I mean smile. Get up there and smile. First of all, it relaxes you as a speaker. Um, And if it relaxes you as a speaker, you're going to come across as more confident and uh, more engaging. And it builds a rapport with the audience because if you smile, people will always smile back. I think it's an automatic... um, you know, response. Uh, Even children do it. If you smile at them, they smile back. Uh, So it will build a rapport with your audience and it will come across in your words. Your words will be warmer. Your words will be happier. Your words and your words will be, uh, you will come across as more uh, confident in your voice. And it sets the tone of the session. It sets the tone that it's going to be a friendly session, that it's going to be a session um, that is accessible and people will listen more carefully. And it also makes you likable. If we smile, we are a lot more likable. And if you're likable, the, the audience are more likely to listen to what you say and take in what you say. I've had some lecturers when I was um, doing my nursing and doing my degrees and things, and they didn't smile once. And I don't remember anything from their talks or their lectures, but others did smile. And I remember what they said and why they said it. So it's worth doing that. The next thing I want to talk about is stage pres- presence. I'm tripping over my words tonight, guys. Sorry. Stage presence. So gesticulate and use your hands. That's my first tip. If you use your hands, again, it helps you relax. It um, makes you come across. You're not as rigid. If you're not as rigid, you look um, less nervous. uh, You look happier. You look more engaging. You look as if... uh, you know, you're reaching out to the audience. So gesticulate and use your hands. Now, I'm not saying do do it wildly and have it all over the place, but um, because you'll just look daft, quite frankly. None of us want to look daft. But if you hold your hands out to the audience, you shrug your shoulders, you use gestures, then it will emphasize what you're saying. And move away from the podium. And the reason I say move away from the podium is because most of us, if we're standing at a podium, we will grip it. The minute you grip a podium, you tense up and that will come across in your voice. The other thing is, I will say move away from the podium if you're up my size. Now, to put this into context, I am five foot tall. Most podiums will hide me or make me look insignificant. If I look insignificant, then I will come across as insignificant. So, unless it can be lowered or I have something to stand on, because sometimes they will give you something to stand on, I move around because 
I move towards the audience. I step back from the audience. I move across to the audience at one side. I move across to the audience at the other side. Then you're engaging the whole audience. But the other thing is, even if you can't move because you have to stand by the podium for the mic, um, then what you might want to do is um, look at the whole audience, look at one section of the audience, then look at another section of the audience, then look at another section of the audience, because that will help you to build up a rapport with them, because the people at the back will think, oh, she's going to look at me, or he's going to look at me, and when they look at, they'll they'll pay more attention, um, because they'll feel that you're thinking of them. If you're up the back and the, the presenter only looks to the front row I think oh well I don't need to bother listening to this I can do my knitting or I can sit and read a book you know um so engage your audience by involving them in that way look at them so that they know that they are important to you raise and lower your voice speak up if you need to if you're emphasizing a point but you can also lower your voice to emphasize a point vary the speed of what you're saying slow down Speed up and practice your speech. We'll get back to practicing your speech in a bit. Then research your audience. And the reason I say research your audience, if you know who your audience is, you're able to engage with them. So, you know, you can tell a local joke. Now, some of you might not want to tell jokes, but you can do. So, for example, one of the jokes I tell when I'm, if I'm in America and I'm talking to crime writers, I will say, I will talk about the different laws and I'll say, do you know, in um, wherever you are, say you're in Florida, right? Say, did you know that in Florida, it's illegal to sing when you're um, under a hairdryer and everybody goes, what? And that's never been repealed. And it just makes people relax because they laugh. And I'll say, and did you know that in Florida, it's illegal to sing when you're wearing a swimsuit? They're a bit obsessed with singing in Florida. And again, everybody bursts out laughing. And, you know, it makes them relax. So if you look at local, you can tell one local joke, I'm not saying tell millions, but just to relax people. Refer to the local football, American football, rugby teams, whatever. For example, at the moment, if I was doing one in Scotland, I could say, ooh, did everybody watch the rugby last week when we beat England? If you're in England, you wouldn't go, ooh, did everybody watch the rugby where we beat the pants off you? We would just say, oh, did you watch the rugby? And guys, you must be feeling gutted at the moment. I can understand that. You know, emphasize with them. I cannot get my words out tonight. Emphasize with them. I still haven't said it right. Forget it. Empathize. That's the word. Sorry, guys. So the other thing you need to look at is are your audience authors, editors, publishers, a mixture of the above? Think about the relevancy of your talk for the audience. Because if you go up and you're talking about um, something that's only relevant to publishers and 90% of your authors are writers, you're going to switch them off. They're not going to pay attention. They're not going to be uh, engaged. So think about what you're doing. Um, Then tell stories. Telling stories is great because humans have resonated with stories since cavemen around campfires, basically. So we're all designed to listen to stories. And make your audience laugh. Now, I'm not saying they have to be laughing every single minute of every single 
uh, hour that you do, but make them laugh and they will relax. Take the mickey out of yourself, you know, tell local stories that are relevant to the audience um, and things like that. Make sure they're also relevant to your subject matter. I've got numerous stories I can use for crime writers and I always do. But I need to adjust that if the audience is different genres or mixed genres, uh, such as romance or fantasy or anything like that. You know, tell stories about it. Look them up on the Internet if you have to. Just have some stories that you can you can tell. And don't try to the next one. My next tip is focus. And what I mean by focus is don't try to pack too much in. What we all do is we have think we have to get everything in about everything in terms of your talk. No, focus on a certain part of it. If you're talking about characterization, you don't want to be talking about, you know, characterization in every genre known to man and packing in the different genre. I mean, focus on a certain aspect of it. Cover your salient points at the end is the other thing and cover the key takeaways at the end and we'll get back to that. The other thing is learn from others. That's a really good tip. Because study the great speeches, look them up in books. What do they all have in common? What resonates with you out of those speeches? Watch recordings of other speakers' presentations on writing-related subjects. You can see them on YouTube. How do they act when they're standing up? What are they doing? Um, How are they engaging you? What words are they using? Those sorts of things. My next tip to you is take a deep breath. Now, why take a deep breath? Well, first of all, it relaxes you. If you take a deep breath, you get more oxygen in, it automatically relaxes you. It also gives you time to pause and gather your thoughts. And it clears your head. Getting more oxygen to the brain will help you think more clearly. But if you take a deep breath, it also pulls your shoulders back and makes you look more confident because you stand up straighter. So take a deep breath and pull your shoulders back and that will actually make you look more confident. But use silences appropriately as well because that gives the audience a chance to assimilate what has just been said. It gives the audience a chance to breathe. It can emphasise certain points. And it gives you a chance to gather your thoughts. Now, I'm not talking about long silences here because people will start to fidget. I'm talking about pauses. But use silence. If you've just said something really important, stop for a couple of seconds to let your audience take it in and then carry on. Vary your tone. Now, I know I said this very briefly earlier on, but... Make your tone higher, make it lower, make it faster, make it slower. It makes it more interesting. If you speak in a monotone at the same speed, the only thing you're going to do is send your audience to sleep. So unless you're talking to a bunch of people that um, are insomniacs and you really do want to send them to sleep, I would uh, suggest that you do vary your tone. Then use pictures. If you can, if you don't have PowerPoint or no pictures to use, that's different, but you can pass pictures around. But remember, if you pass things around, people tend to focus on that and they're not listening to you. But you can do that. Use your voice rather than putting points on words on slides. So put pictures up and use your voice to talk around them. Vary your slides so they're not all exactly the same. Now, I know when we're branding things, we very often have things exactly the same, but we don't just want every slide with um, 
the same background, which is fine, the same branding background, and then 10 points on it. Then the next one, same branding background, 10 points on it. Then the next one, and so on and so on. Vary your slides because it will, people will just, the slides will um, be different then. They won't just blend one into the other and nobody knows where they are. Vary the words you use. And that's important. Um, use the different, you know, use words that are about speech, use words that are about thought, that are feeling words. Use, vary the words you use. And don't go for death by PowerPoint. Now, if you don't know what death by PowerPoint is, it used to be called death by acetate when I first started nursing. And that was where you put up a slide and it's got so many words on it that nobody can read them and the presenter just reads them out. Don't do that, guys. It's not good. It's the you'll lose your audience. So use pictures with just a few words. I'm not saying don't use words at all, but just a few words, you know, and um, do it from there. Practice your speech. And that's important, practice your speech, because you'll be more confident, you'll be more relaxed, because you'll be more used to it. And then practice it again, and then practice it again. If possible, practice in front of someone. Now, that someone can be the dog or the cat, but they're not a very appreciative audience, really. Um, so make that someone appropriate. Now, you might want it to be another writer because if it's your partner or whoever, you know, your husband, your wife, your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, the woman next door, if they're not a writer, they'll just listen to it and then at the end they'll go, my, that was good or that was dreadful, but they won't really have been engaged, so they don't know. So if you're doing one for writers and you want to practice, try and find another writer to practice it on, is my advice. Um, and relax. And you're going, relax? How on earth can I relax? Well, I've given you some um, tips to make you relax, smile breathe deeply, they all help you to relax, walk away from the podium helps you relax. But you've got to remember, everyone is here to hear your talk. They have chosen to be there. They have, if they're at a conference, they have chosen to sign up for your talk. Now, you're probably panicking now and going, oh my goodness, that makes it even worse. No, they're there because they want to hear your subject matter. They haven't done it because they think, oh, that poor soul doesn't have anybody in there. I'd better go and support her. Or, oh, I'm going to go in there and decimate that speaker. They're there because they've chosen to hear your talk. They want to hear your subject matter. And by dint of the fact you have prepared, you know more than your audience. And that you have to remember that you are the subject expert in the room. Now, if there's another subject expert in the room and they know a lot more about it than you ever do. Uh, or they think they know a lot more about it than you ever will. And they want to start discussing everything in minute detail. My suggestion to you is thank you for your input. I really appreciate it. I really want to hear what you've got to say. But I'd be very grateful if we could take it outside um, this session so I can finish and other people can ask questions. And I would be really happy to talk to you over a drink in the bar. Just be nice and shut them down. Um, unless, the, you know, there really is a point you want them to talk about, which is great if it's going to help others. And my final tip is have fun. And you're probably going, seriously? And I'm going, yes, seriously. Make your session fun. Now, I will say if it's appropriate. If you're doing a session for people that are recently bereaved, 
it might not be a session it might be a set not might might not be a session where you want to um make it fun but even so you'll find that eventually it will relax into fun and people will enjoy it make it enjoyable and at the end always give an overview i said that at the beginning give an overview so my overview here my tips i'm leaving you with my takeaways are smile move research your audience tell stories focus, learn from others, take a deep breath, vary your tone, use images rather than text, practice, relax and have fun. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. I hope you've learned from it. I hope I've given you some good tips. Um, I will be back next week. I'm interviewing someone next week. (coughs) So I look forward to seeing you then. Until then, keep reading and keep writing brings us to the end of another show. It was really good to have you on the show with me today. I'm Wendy H. Jones and you can find me at wendyhjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon where you can support me for as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee. You go to patreon.com forward slash wendyhjones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning.